Hey, how's it going? It's Ollie here. Welcome to the e-commerce freedom podcast. Before we dive in with today's episode, I've got two cool resources for you. The first one is my new e-commerce Q&A group on Facebook. So in this group, the point is you ask questions uh, in the Facebook group and I answer them with daily videos. Okay, so you can get your questions answered really, really, really quick. It's a great resource. If you go to ecommercefreedom.com and look at the top of the page, you'll see a button for the Q&A group. Click on that, it'll take you to the Facebook group. Second resource I've got for you is an Amazon Accelerator call. So what I'd love to do with you is talk about your goals, talk about where you are now, and talk about the stuff that could prevent you from hitting your goals, right? Together, on a strategy session, we will come up with a plan for you to replace your income with an Amazon business. If you'd like to book a call where we can do this, go to ecommercefreedom.com, look at the top of the page and click Amazon Accelerator Call. You'll be taken to a very short application page. You can fill that in on the next page. You should be able to book your call. All right. Hope you really enjoy the episode. Hey, how's it going? It's Ollie here. So, great question today from Sue. Sue asks, how do you make your product stand out on Amazon? Now, this is a big topic and it's possibly one of the most important things you will need to learn how to do to have success on Amazon. So I thought I would uh, create an entire video answering this question and just talking about some ways you can make your product stand out, how to do it successfully, um, and why some sellers, unfortunately, uh, get it a bit wrong. So whenever you're looking to start your Amazon business and, and, and launch a product, first of all, what you want to do is find a great niche. All right, so what a niche is, it's basically um, a specific type of product, right, with lots of competitors. Okay, so for example, uh, you've got categories on Amazon, such as uh, home and kitchen, pets, baby, outdoors, stationery, etc., 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 right? Um, and then within those categories, you've got loads and loads of products, right? And with every product that is being sold that's doing well, that has demand, there will be loads of sellers selling that product. Okay, so when you have a collection of products, that is a niche. So, for example... Um, uh, a great niche could be uh, chopping boards, right? That would be a niche. Um, another niche would be maybe wooden chopping boards. Another niche would be plastic chopping boards. And you can go as deep as you want and, and, and just do, say, plastic chopping boards, or you could do the more broad um, uh, niche of chopping boards and compete within that slightly broader niche. In fact, one of the best ways to assess how uh, broad or deep you should go within your niche is to have a look at the certain keywords that um, describe your product and see what the competition is like for those keywords. Okay, so um, yeah, I know we're slightly sidetracking here, but this, this is important, right? Um, whenever you're selling products on Amazon, really, you're competing under a keyword. You're competing under a keyword. And one way to look at product research and, and finding out whether your product is good isn't to see it as looking for a good product, but actually it's to see it as looking for a good keyword. So what you can do is when you've found a niche that you're thinking of, of uh, selling within, type different keywords into the search bar and see what the competition levels are like 
under those keywords. For example, you might type in chopping board, right? And you might find a load of sellers under that keyword. Okay, and that's probably quite competitive. But if you type in, for example, bamboo chopping board, you might find that all of a sudden the search results are completely different and there's less competition under that, that keyword. So you could strategically import a bamboo chopping board and you could um, aim to get ranked under that keyword instead of the chopping board keyword. Few things to think about, but that's how you find your niche. But once you've found a great niche, right, um, and you found a really hot product uh, to, to go for, that's not the end of the story. Because if you sell any old product within a niche, then it's not just going to be you selling it, right? The definition of a good niche is something that has high demand. So if it has high demand, lots of sellers are probably already going to be there. Maybe 50 sellers, maybe 100, maybe 200. So you want to do something to make your product stand out. So, how do we do this? How do we make our product stand out? Well, the key thing you want to do is figure out what your customers need from your product and then aim to fill those needs. That is the best way your product can stand out from the rest. Because remember, your product could stand out for good reasons or it could stand out for bad reasons. Your product would probably stand out if you had, you know, 100 one-star reviews. You know, people it would jump off the page and people would go, "Wow, what a terrible product!" Right, but that's not what you want. You want your product to stand out for the right reasons, i.e., people can see that this product really is great quality, better than all the other products, and it fills the purpose um, uh, in a much better way. So the first thing you want to do once you've found your niche and you've decided on maybe a keyword you want to compete for is you want to have a look at the competitors in that niche. See what products they're selling and also have a look into their reviews. So you will get a very clear understanding of what customers need and what they really want out of a product by looking at reviews and specifically by looking at negative reviews. So when you look for... Um, certain keywords like hate or wish or want um, in reviews, these will be the clues to, to what the customer really wants the product to do. In fact, when you look at reviews, uh, you can click see all reviews on any listing. You can actually search for these terms within the reviews. You can search for words like hate, wish, want, and you'll find loads of statements from customers blatantly telling you what they wish this product did but, but it didn't do, right? So I wish this product was built better because then it would have lasted longer. I hate the fact that this product doesn't have this element. Um, you know, if you find these clues, customers are pretty much telling you what you should do with your product. So the first thing to do is to do a load of research into the competitor's products, figure out what they hate, what they wish the products had, and get real solid evidence for how you are gonna add more value to the marketplace than anybody else, right? That's the first thing you should do. Then, once you've got your niche, you've gathered all your research, and you've looked at what customers really wish the product did, then you've gotta go out and find ways to actually make this happen. 
Now, a lot of the things that customers wish the product did are gonna be impossible, or at least they're gonna be impossible for you at your budget level right now. For example, you're probably not gonna be able to hire an inventor, a designer, um, and create a prototype and create a completely new product that's never been seen before with all of this amazing functionality, additional gadgets, and all this complex machinery inside it, right? It's just not gonna be possible, especially within your budget, right? So what you have to do is contact suppliers, find products that could serve some of the wishes that some of the customers have. Right, so you wanna marry up two things. Number one, you wanna take the wishes that the customers have. Number two, you wanna take the products that you can source and you want to overlap these as much as possible. Right, so you want a product that, that meets these customers' requires as closely uh, as humanly possible. And there's several ways you can do this stuff on a budget. For example, you could bundle it uh, with other things. That's always the easiest, cheapest way to make your product better. For example, uh, loads of customers um, might be complaining that a pillow isn't as comfortable as it could be. Oh, they're saying, you know, I wish that the um, the material was softer. Uh, I wish that the um, it wasn't such a rough, scratchy material on this pillow, right? Well, you might not be able to redesign a brand new pillow with more expensive material, that might be too expensive for a test batch and suppliers might want you to order like a thousand units. However, you could order the product and bundle it with a really, really soft pillow cover that comes with it. You solve the problem, it's manageable, you can order small quantities and the customer is happy. So that's what you wanna do, right? Find a niche. Okay, first of all, if you don't know how to do that, by the way, make sure you check out the resources in the top of my group. There's loads of free stuff you can use there to, to learn how to find a really hot niche. Then once you've found the niche, do loads of research within the niche and figure out what the customers really want. What do they really want, right? Because we don't want to guess these things. They've already told us. Then once we've done that, figure out what you can offer them out of the stuff that they want by looking at the products that you can source. When you've done this, you've set up the groundwork by sourcing a product that does what the customer wants and is better than everybody else. While you're looking for a product, by the way, I mean, if you can make sure that you're doing something that no other seller has done before, then this will help even more. For example, a specific bundle that no one else has offered, maybe a specific design that no one has, has ever offered, which can be harder, it's not always necessary, um, but, the, the longer you spend doing these three things, um, the, the stronger foundation you'll have for your product to be really successful. So let's say you've got your niche, you've done your research, you've got your products, you've imported it and you've sent it into Amazon. Next, you've got to make sure that you've communicated to your customer that your product is better than everyone else's, right? You don't just want to shove it on Amazon, put a couple pictures up, write a tiny little bit of uh, a description and a couple of bullets and just hope that customers get it because they won't get it, right? They, they just won't. They're not willing to do their homework and figure out what is the best product by trying to decipher the terrible copy on your listing and the bad photos. If they have to do any kind of work to figure out whether your product is worth it, 
they will opt to not bother and look at the listings that have broken everything down really clearly. So what you want to do is make sure you're making it easy for the customer to find out why your product is the best. For example, if you've bundled a product uh, and you've, you've offered two things, make sure those two things are really clearly displayed inside the, the main photo. Right? Make sure the customer can see at a glance um, those two things. And I talked a lot more about a listing uh, when I answered Lorna's question about how to successfully run pay-per-click advertising campaigns. Um, and I'll put the link to that, um, <clears throat> that video or that article here. And I walk you through why creating a good listing is the key to having good advertising campaigns. Because remember, what do people do when they click on your advert uh, on Amazon? They see your listing and that's when they decide whether to buy or not. So it's not so much about trying to find the best keywords in the world. It's more about convincing the customer to buy when they do click on your product and um, they see the, the listing. So creating a really good listing will tie all this stuff together and then you can talk about why your product does all the stuff that the customers wish it did. Why your product is better than all the other products that don't do any of this stuff. And um, you, can, you can explain all the benefits and amazing things about your product uh, that make it better than the other products on the, mar on the marketplace. This is how you make your product stand out, right? This is the answer. It's uh, not just doing one thing in the process of building your business. It's about building this need to make your product stand out into every single uh, part of your business, right? From the product research, making sure there's not too much competition so you have the chance to stand out to the product, uh, the market research and looking for customers' wants, wishes, and needs uh, to the sourcing of the product and to the marketing of the product as well. All right, really hope this has given you a rounded answer of how to make your product stand out on Amazon. Uh, Sue, hope this was helpful and I hope you can implement this stuff. And uh, if you're watching this video and you didn't ask the question, I hope it helps you as well. And by the way, if you watch this video outside of my Facebook group, there should be a link above or below this video where you can join the group. And as you enter the group, you'll see a box that appears. You can type a question in there. And when you join the group, uh, I will answer that question in one of these videos. So it's a great way to get some help uh, that you might need as you're growing your business. All right, thanks so much for watching this video. Um, uh, like, share, leave a comment below if you found it helpful or if you know anyone else who might benefit uh, from this content. And uh, I'll speak to you very soon.